Well, hello there. Good evening. Wednesday. It's hump day. We're going to get through this week, and it's back to sunshine and phone calls for the next half hour. How about that? Uh, To call into the show, we talk about employment law, your workplace rights over the next half hour. As you know, Lior Sanfiru, of course, is here. School's ready to go as well. And if you want to email some uh, questions, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Beyond that, you can always reach out to Lior, 1-855-821-5900. But we always uh, tell you to call in. Look at that. Phone lines are off hold and ready to go. We got a bunch of them. So bring it on. 416-870-6400. No bad questions. No embarrassing questions. Only knowledge to be shared. So feel free to be part of the uh, program for the next half hour. Our main topic in just a couple minutes is going to be things that your employer is probably doing illegally. What's up with that? We'll cover that here in just a moment. But the case of the day, pal, what do you got going on? Hey, John. Great to be here. Uh, great to be talking uh, employment law. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Well, I do know about you. I think that you will agree that this winter can uh, maybe go take a bit of a hike right now and uh, <laughs> bring on the sunshine, bring on the warmth. I've totally. had enough, but yep. I'm going to try to put that behind me for the next 30 minutes and focus on employment law and focus on helping people solve some of those workplace issues. I've had a busy day answering tons and tons of questions. You know, Wednesday is a, a day that I do my live stream as well, so I'll answer mm-hmm. a lot of questions there. And I want to continue that for the next 30 minutes. If you have a question about your workplace situation, your boss doing something that they're not supposed to, or maybe you're wondering how to respond to an ultimatum. It happens all the time. Losing your job, what to do about that? Well, whatever the issue if it touches on your job, your boss, and employment, you're listening to the right place and the right way to get answers. So don't be bashful. As John said, there's no bad questions here. There's only answers and solutions. And, of course, we'll also share with you again my contact information at the office uh, if you want to reach out that way to continue the conversation after the show. But right now we're live. And let me start by telling you about a case of the day, John. And this is something that we've never actually, as far as I know, talked about on the show before. But I've had enough calls about this scenario that I thought, including one literally an hour ago, that I thought, okay, I need to to mention this here on the show. So the the issue is employers telling employees that, no, no, you're not allowed to quit. Employers (laughs) telling employees that, no, you can't resign. And, you know, the, the, the question that I got recently, or actually an hour ago, was someone saying, was calling about his, uh, his girlfriend. And boss saying, well, that, that she's not allowed to resign. She had an employment agreement. The, it ended a fixed term agreement. And employee says, no, no, you need to finish something up so you're not allowed to resign. And I've had that a few times. People calling me, the employer says she can't leave or I can't leave. And my question always becomes, what do you mean? Are, you, are they locking you in the office? I mean, what do you mean you can't leave? And, and the, the misconception here is that the employer somehow has a say about whether you can quit. They can refuse to accept your resignation. No, they can't. That's nonsense. You can leave whenever you want. You mm-hmm. can walk out today, tomorrow, with notice, without notice. Now, in some situations, you're required to provide a certain amount of notice. Uh, but even in those situations, it's really not much happens if you don't. But there's no such thing as, no, no, you can't resign, or no, no, I don't accept that. That, that, that. It's impossible. It's like your employer saying, no, you can't drink coffee for breakfast. Well, no, it's not your call, right? It's, I, I can right. do whatever I want. So I've had now probably over the past few months, maybe half a dozen times people asking me this question. So I wanted to address this here. If you resign, okay, your employer doesn't have a say. 
Okay, the employer doesn't have the ability to say yes, no, maybe, or under these circumstances only. No, you can resign. Now, in terms of the amount of notice that you have to provide, you go back to your employment agreement. Your employment agreement may say you have to give two, three, four, whatever it is, weeks notice. Is it the end of the world if you don't give that notice? No, it's not. But, you know, I mean, if you want to do it by the book, do it that way. But beyond that, your employer has no say whatsoever. Keep that in mind. Unless they're physically locking you in the office, in which case you better call the police, there's mm. nothing the employer can do in that situation, John. Why Why would they – I'm trying to get wrap my head around why would an employer would say that in the first place. Obviously, you're going to have an unhappy employee if you say, no, you're not going anywhere. Sit down. It makes no sense. Yeah. And, and, I mean, in some situations, the employer may feel that they need the employee or, or that, that there's something else the employee has left undone. But regardless, I mean, if yeah. you think the employee owes you something, you can take legal action against them, I guess. I mean, it's, it's not going to succeed. But there's no such thing as, nope, sorry, I'm not accepting your resignation. It's not up to you to accept. The employer doesn't get to say yes or no. The employee, if the employee says goodbye, I'm leaving today, the employee leaves today. It's as simple as that. Again, guys, 416-870-6400. Lines are open. Show is underway. Call us. you got plenty of time to chime in and have your say, ask your questions. Things that your employer is probably doing illegally. This is great. Number one, when terminating employees, employers often don't account for the difference between common law and the Employment Standards Act, the ESA minimums, right? So this is another way of saying that employers wrongfully dismiss an employee. Mm-hmm. And they wrongfully dismiss an employee. In other words, they're doing something illegal by only accounting and paying based on the employment standards minimum. In, in Ontario, we have a statute called the Employment Standards Act. And one of the things that statute does is it outlines the minimum amount of severance that you're owed if you are let go. But that word minimum is key. Every employee is entitled to much, much more than that minimum. Okay, and oftentimes employers just say, well, we'll only focus on the minimum and forget about the rest of your entitlements. Can't do that. That's a wrongful dismissal. Your minimum entitlements may be two weeks pay. Your full entitlements can be 12 months pay. So absolutely something employers do illegally all the time. That's why I say so often on the show, if you lost your job, you have to call me. Because chances are your employer is doing this illegally. Uh, Many, if not most employers do this, uh, oftentimes because they don't know better, or maybe they hope that the employee doesn't know better. Of course, if you're listening to us right now, you do know better. John, this is something a lot of employers do illegally all the time. Got that chat nice and warmed up. We'll continue with that, and we'll get to uh, Sarah here just before we go to a quick break. I want to get her in, and then we'll go to a go to a break. Sarah, thanks for taking the time. How are you? Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? So I started a job three months ago with a new company, and they did send me an example of what my contract would look like, but they never actually sent me my contract, and I never signed anything. So I'm curious to know if it's in my best interest to continue working without a contract um, or if I should bring it up to the HR and have one signed. Please do not, do not, do not bring it up to HR and have one signed. You are far, far, far better off working without a signed employment agreement. The only thing an employment agreement does, not the only thing, but the main thing it does is it takes away rights that you would otherwise have automatically. So by not having an employment agreement, you actually have the full protections that the law provides. So no, it's a blessing for you that they kind of forgot about it. Uh, So 
definitely don't remind them you'd be doing something against your interest. So you're in a very good position right now. I'll, I'll take a step further. If they remember a month down the road, whatever it is, and they come back to you and say, okay, we want you now to sign this, the answer should be no, okay? Uh, you do not want to sign an employment agreement. You're in the best position right now that you can be. Okay, now because I'm an avid listener, I had a feeling you were going to say that. So my follow-up question would be, I do, I, when they did send me an example, we did negotiate my bonus over email. So because I don't have a signed agreement, but I do have an email stating that I would receive a 20% bonus if my targets were hit, if they try to say, no, you don't get your bonus because you didn't sign a contract, does the email also act as somewhat of a contract for that bonus? Absolutely, it does, and and I, I can tell you, your regular listeners, just by by that type of question. Yes, it absolutely does. Uh, that the fact that you can show that we had that understanding, that agreement, that I'm going to get X amount of bonus. That's all you need, whether it's in an email or something on the back of a napkin, frankly, as long as it's in writing so they can't deny it, that's all you need. And much, much better to have that than to have that 10-page employment agreement. Perfect. Thank you so much. No problem. Sarah, thank you for uh, for listening. I might get you to fill in if I need a vacation once in a while because you sound like you're a well-steeped in employment law knowledge for sure. Uh, who do we got? We got to Andre. Stand by, pal. We're going to get to you after a short break, which i got to get into now. Then coming right back, so don't hesitate. Pick up your phone. Call us. you got a couple minutes to get on board. Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. Things that your employer is probably doing illegally. 416-870-6400. Andre, thanks so much, pal, for hanging on. How are you? Oh, great. Uh, how are you? Good. What's on your mind? Um, our, uh, my employer recently rolled out a surveillance policy uh, a little while ago, and under the auspice that it was sort of a federally mandated requirement for cybersecurity, that kind of stuff. And we're just kind of wondering about what the limits are, because in you know, on company devices or company trucks, they can surveil GPS and conversations, that kind of stuff, and record as in the policy. But if they if if I have my phone and they're paying me a portion of my phone, are they surveilling those conversations as well? Are they permitted to? What are the limits of that with regards to employment and and hmm. consequences for anything that you might say or do that they don't agree with? Right. So ultimately, they can surveil, if you will, in situations where you couldn't really have a, an expectation, a reasonable expectation of privacy. So as an example, you know, if you were in, 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 at work, in the office, or, you know, the lunchroom on your employer's premises, you know, you, you're, you're kind of in a, in a kind of public area, so you can't really have an expectation of privacy. So if they record what's happening or video what's happening, well, then it is what it is. Uh, and the same token, if you're doing work calls, so you're doing something on behalf of your employer, you can't really have an expectation of privacy. So yeah, if they wanted to, they could they could monitor that. On the other hand, if they record your private conversations uh, on, on your private phones, that is offside, can't do that, not legal. Or if they try to record you in areas where you would have an expectation of privacy, like I don't know, in uh, uh, in your home office or or I don't know, in the in the the bathroom in the workplace, that that would again be offside and illegal. So the question always becomes: given the nature of what you're doing or where you are, do you have a real and reasonable expectation of privacy? If you don't, they can record. 
Okay, thank you. Is there is there a new federal policy on cybersecurity and surveillance in the workplace? I haven't heard of one. No, there really isn't. There really isn't. The law is kind of the way that it is in terms of that expectation of privacy. It hasn't changed. I appreciate your help. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Andre. Appreciate the call and the time you took. You want to have a further conversation or any other questions off air, you can always do that. For you listening as well, one 821 5900 to reach Lior and the team and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's continue our chat, pal. Uh, we're talking about things your employer is probably doing illegally. Number two point is this. Uh, put employees on a temporary layoff thinking that that's ah, allowed. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, it is exactly the a good example, one of the most common examples, in fact, of things that employers do illegally. Why? Well, because a temporary layoff is not legal. What I mean by that is, I don't mean that your employer can get arrested for putting you on a temporary layoff, but what I mean is that if they do, they've essentially terminated your employment. They don't have a right to do it. Therefore, if they do it, you can treat your employment as being terminated. In other words, it's such a big deal that it's a complete breach of your employment agreement. So by doing that, the employer has terminated you, gives you the right to say, that's it, I'm gone. Uh, This relationship is over. By putting me on a temporary layoff, you've reduced my salary to 0%, to $0. Therefore, uh, that's a termination. Now you owe me my full severance. And then because of that, uh, I'm gone. So employers don't understand that often. They think that there is that right to put someone on a temporary layoff. And oftentimes employers do that because they genuinely believe that they can do it, not because they're bad or they're trying to pick on you. Well, no, they can't do that. So if your employer puts you on a temporary layoff, uh, even if they did previously during COVID and you're still on that layoff, uh, then you can choose to say, no, thank you. I'm treating this as a termination, getting my severance. Keeping in mind, of course, that if you accept that layoff and going back to work, then they, by doing that, you've given them the right to do it again in the future. Yeah. So they don't have a right to do it the first time. But if you let it happen, they can do it the second, third, and fourth time. So definitely something to keep in mind. 416-870-6400, the number to call in for the remainder of the uh, the hour for sure, before 7 o'clock. Give us a call. Vernon, thanks for taking the time. Hello, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. What's uh, What's your question? Okay, my wife's been collecting disability for about three years now. And she deemed unfit to do any other job or return to her job. And uh, work's going to end her her job, I'm assuming. Now, is she entitled to severance? So how long has she worked there for? Uh, about seven, eight years. Seven or eight She's years? A, and, yeah. yeah. And how many people approximately, ballpark, work for this company? Maybe 15. So uh, with, with 15 employees... It's a daycare. Okay, then uh, assuming they have a, a payroll of over two and a half million dollars, she's entitled to her minimum entitlements, which for her after seven years, let's say it's seven years, would be 14 weeks pay. So because it's a situation, we call this frustration of contract. In other words... Yes, exactly. That's what the term they used. Mm-hmm. Right. In other words, she can't work. She can't come back to work. They can choose to end the relationship with her. And, and pay her, her those minimum entitlements, which for her will be 14 weeks pay. Uh, if if they had a smaller payroll, then it would only be seven weeks pay. But with 50 employees, it's likely that they, they're past that threshold. Uh, but that's it. Keep in mind that if there was some hope of her coming back in the future, even if it's even if it's not for sure that she can come back, but the yeah. doctor says that there's the possibility, 
if they terminated her now, they would owe her a lot more than that. They could potentially owe her a year's severance. But if the doctor right? is clear, she's not coming back, she's done being able to work there, then it's, mm-hmm. it is a frustration and they can let her go without 14 weeks. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks, Vernon. Appreciate the call. And uh, any other comments or questions, you can always reach out to Lior's team. As I uh, as I keep mentioning, it's always available. one 821 5900 yeah, things your employer is probably doing illegally, whether they know it or not. And that is, uh, you know, terminate employees, but don't provide notice of termination in writing. How about that one? So generally speaking, if you provide advance notice of termination, if you're an employer and you give them two weeks, three weeks, seven weeks, and that usually would count towards their severance, to do that effectively, that has to be in writing. So if you tell your, I'll give you an example. If you tell an employee, hey, employee, I'm telling you that in a month we're letting you go. Uh, But you don't put it in writing. You just give them that notice. Well, that four weeks, that month notice actually doesn't count towards their entitlements because it wasn't in writing. That's a good thing for the employee, right? Because then the employer has to make it up by way of severance. So this is something that employers do illegally. It's actually not a bad thing for the employee because the employee may uh, be owed more severance because of it. But something that I want everyone to remember there, that for notice of termination to be effective, for it to count, for it to potentially reduce an employee's severance, it has to be in writing, addressed to the employee. Otherwise, it simply doesn't count. We move on here. Things your employer is probably doing illegally. You still got lots of time too. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred to uh, make that phone call and join us here on the show. They don't investigate harassment complaints. If you can believe it, this still happens this day and age, right? Not only does it happen, uh, it's way more common than it sh- than it should be. Well, it shouldn't yeah. happen at all. So uh, I see this happen, and it, it is illegal by failing to investigate harassment. They're breaching potentially potentially as many as three statutes. So illegal, an employer has to, by law, take harassment complaints seriously, to investigate those in good faith, and then to take whatever means are necessary to fix the issue, to rectify it. And if an employer doesn't do that, they ignore it, they don't really investigate, they don't make efforts to get rid of it, there's significant consequences. There's fines, there's penalties. It could be constructive dismissal. It could also potentially be a human rights violation. It's illegal. There's no option here. It's not a, a nice thing or a recommended thing. It's the law. And an employer that doesn't do that, again, is going to face significant consequences. Anthony, how are you? What's going on? Very quickly, uh, I know you don't have much time. Is it illegal for an employer to tell you, even though it says in the HR manual, your work hours are 8.30 to 5, to tell you, well, if you leave at 5, uh, no, if you leave at 5, they come and say, no, you have to stay late just for the sake of it and help other people, even if you're done your tasks. So what's in the manual is not really the question. The real issue is whether or not your terms have always been that you leave at 5. If 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 your agreement has always been, I'm done at five, and that's how it's been since you started, now they say, now we need to still keep you later. No, they, they can't do that. But if you just started working there, there's a manual, but you started working there, and now they say, just so you know, we need you to stay beyond five, that itself is not illegal. So what they can't do is change the terms of employment, but they can impose terms that go against the manual if they've done that since the beginning. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. They've never told me that. Hey, they never told me that. Hey, 
these you have to do this. I was just following the HR manual, and I'm done my stuff. But they basically said, even though you're done, then you stay anyways. You stay and help your other your other colleagues finish their work. So they just want me to. Has that always been the case, or is this a new thing they just implemented? No, it was. I think it was something that was always the case. So if that's always been the case with you, that's kind of become a term of employment. That even after you're done with your work, you you stay later to help others. Mm-hmm. It's not the manual really is is it's kind of more of a guideline that doesn't have the force of the law. Uh, what does have the force of the law is past practice. Mm-hmm. So if up until now they always let you leave at five as soon as you are done, they can't just decide now to change that. But if they've always kind of had you stay later, not nice perhaps I agree, but as long as they pay you for that time. Yeah, there's nothing illegal about it. But that's the thing. They don't pay me for that time. They just are expect me to har- stay. Sorry, are you an ahead. hourly paid employee or salary? Uh, salary. So the laws of overtime would apply to you. And what I mean by that, if you work more than 44 hours a week, they have to pay you time and a half. So okay. the salary that they pay you is, is good, quote unquote, for up to 44 hours a week. But, but you can okay. do the calculation. If you end up working, let's say, 47 hours a week, those three hours, they have to pay you for time and a half, those extra three hours. Okay. Okay, okay. thank you. Thanks, Thanks Anthony. Seth. Appreciate that. Any other questions you have at a later date, you can always bring them on, one 821 5900 we have been talking about uh, so far over the last half hour pal things that your employer is probably doing illegally and this one's uh, been a big one we've got we've been talking about this a couple times because it's come up on on phone calls over the last few weeks that is believe that probationary periods automatic you get a guy you get a gig you're on probation that's how it works right yeah treating employees as if they're on probation just as, as a matter of course no not legal not proper not right at all why probation is not automatic just because you started a new job, just because you you know uh, you accepted an uh, employment and you just started, does not mean you are on probation. It's not something that happens by virtue of you starting a job. The only time you are on probation is if you sign an employment agreement that puts you on probation. So that means that if you didn't sign an employment agreement like that, we had a a, a caller earlier who uh, never was asking about the fact that she never signed an employment agreement. Well, guess what? Even though she just started, she's not on probation. She never signed an employment agreement. So if she loses her job today, even though she may have just started a few weeks ago, she still owed severance, and that severance could be measured in months, even though she just started. So very important to remember that, that unless you've signed an agreement that puts you on probation explicitly, you're not. And if you lose your job in the first week, month, two months, three months, you're still going to be owed some level of severance. If that happens, call me. Of course, you can also go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to figure out exactly how much severance you'd be owed. And we're just about to wrap up for another show. Fantastic phone calls. Appreciate you tuning in and taking the time to grab that phone and dial the number. We're back in tomorrow at 6.30, so make sure you rejoin. If you didn't get a chance to call in uh, tonight, we'll be taking your calls again tomorrow at 6.30. In the meantime, you can always reach out to Lior and the team. They always ask you to do so and have that uh, conversation on your own time, one 855 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca and for all other matters the website that was constructed just for you to use it's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca we'll catch you next time tomorrow here 6 30 on the employment law show